need help. Uh, and I am always on the hunt for guests who can help business owners in any area of business or life. And I couldn't wait to get you guys on the show with your book also on the show. I probably won't I don't know what I want to talk about. We haven't planned anything, guys. It's going to be really fun. But um, Robin and Clint, uh, Robin is actually an old friend. We're reunited through fate, I think. And uh, Clint is a new friend. But uh, they have a wonderful business. They have an amazing podcast. They have an amazing book. They, yeah, talk about power couples. So if you run a business with your spouse, or even if one of you owns a business and the other one runs the household, I feel like you're both running the business because I know I've had a lot of clients be bringing the other one in on all the decisions, like it is still husband and wife team running the business. So their book is called Business Life of Husband and Wife, Ins and Outs and All the Bouts. So um, (laughs) I wanted to, of course, talk about the book at first, guys, but can you introduce yourself? I hate introducing guests because I worry that I'll forget like their favorite part of their intro or that I'll like miss or I'll say something bad that's not true and you'll be like, "Uh, sure. (laughs) So... Who are you guys? What do you do? How can you help the business owners that are listening? Okay, well, I'm I'm Clint Pigeon. Um, I'm Robin Pigeon, and uh, that's kind of where. So our company that what actually makes us money. I always say <laughs> the company that makes us money <laughs> right now. What you guys have? You haven't sold a million copies of this yet. <laughs> We're well on our way. On our way. Get an audiobook. Working on it. It's yeah. We're working on it. Audible has some uh, decibel restrictions that we're currently working with. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> still learning about flexion and voice. We're working on that. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we run a company called Two Birds Furniture. Uh, we're actually rebranding that just to Two Birds. You'll see that soon if you want to follow us on those. Um, and we do architectural salvage. We started this. Uh, nine in 20, 2013. So yeah, nine years ago, uh, we've been basically running our business together. Well, pretty much the whole time we've been together. We basically, we were together for like a year and a half. And then we decided to run a business together. Cause prior to coming together, we each have run our own businesses cause we're both happily unemployable. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we decided to uh, go down the path of starting and running a business together. So like Clint mentioned, that started in 2013 in a 10 by 10 box of a basement of the townhouse we were renting at that time. And it has grown into a a standalone facility at 3,500 square feet. And we're dealing with some growth issues right now. So it's growing beautifully. And we've created a wonderful team around us that are allowing that to happen. And uh that's two birds in a nutshell. And then with the beginning of COVID, uh, it did limit a certain component of our business. It just shut down the retail portion. So at that time, Clint and I saw an opportunity because we were only working 40 hours a week and we ended up <laughs> a touch bored. So that's when this happened. We decided to write a book about uh, our experience about running a business together and how we communicate and how we make that work. And then a natural spinoff from that is um, the podcast, which started this February. Oh, wow. Just this February. Yeah. Yep. I I was like telling my admin team the other day, I'm like, do what Robin and Clint do. <laughs> 
So I thought I thought you guys have been doing it a lot longer. I really love it. Thank it's you. really great. No, it was an accident, yeah, to be really, honest with you. It was, yeah. There's a bit of a story behind how it happened. Yeah, well, one of our clients, when we were doing architectural salvage, she had her property annexed and she was we were doing a bunch of building teardowns for her. And she gave us, so we're sitting in a 115-year-old like bunkhouse, an original bunkhouse that they used to pull out with team and horses. Um, so she actually gave it to us cause they were going to demo it and put it in a pit. So much to Robin's chagrin, <laughs> I said, Oh yeah, I'm going to take that. Not, not knowing what we're going to do with it. <laughs> and, uh, we, we got permission to park it right beside our building, um, on our lot here. And we just, we started converting, we were going to do tiny homes. We had all sorts of ideas. And I mean, the podcast just kind of came a natural progression with the book and, so it was it was kind of an accident that it even happened. It was like the universe telling us this is what we're supposed to be doing. So, so awesome. Yeah, that's us in a nutshell, really. There's no history or background. I don't know if people no. really need to know that, but <laughs> I'm like, we don't have a set so, intro. <laughs> no, no, that's good. It makes it more fun. People don't want to come on here and listen to us read things from an agenda, anyways. So who needs those? Um, but I did want to take. Like, I thought we could use your book as a jumping off point because I thought there were so many good points in there, as you can tell by all the folded pages. Maybe everyone can see this. <laughs> Love yeah. it. I was like, ooh, that's good. But I, I don't think I'll have time to bring up all that on the podcast. <laughs> but um, I could read Robin. I could totally hear Robin talking. Like, and it's not a bottle of scotch, period. Neat, period. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I got a new phone and Siri puts a period after everything I say when I'm voice texting and now everyone thinks I'm being bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch out if you get a new phone and you don't have time to set it up. But so I thought we could use the book as a jumping off point because it seems like you guys have been in business forever together and that you're doing so great. And I loved, I think it was like the last line that said, if you want to see how our company is doing now, check us out at twobirdsfurniture.ca. And um, I kind of thought, that's where we should start, maybe. You know, like since the book. Like, aren't you guys writing another book? We are. We yes, are. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's amazing. So what else, what are what are the most important lessons? Like you probably know your book pretty well by now. Have you guys been on <laughs> lots of podcasts about your book? Enough. <laughs> yeah. There's still things we're like, well, Oh yeah, we wrote that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, I read. bet. <laughs> I know sometimes I'm like, oh, Steph, the wording on this post. And she's like, oh, well, I copied it from your blog. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> you have to fix my blog, Steph. <laughs> um, okay, well, I won't I won't make you talk about the book too much. But oh, um, what's the second book going to be called? We don't have a title yet. But I'm going to let Clint describe the full details of the second book. The second book is just going to be a lot more in-depth. Um, it's not going to be business life of husband, wife. That'll just be the brand behind it, but, uh, it's going to be more in depth and lessons and we're going to try and do 10 or 12, like serious takeaway chapters. So one of the chapters, I'll just spill the beans. It's going to be on something that we learned about, which is like selective urgency. So being like selective, like everyone kind of knows that term, but we're going to get into it as a couple. Cause a lot of times you won't say something to your spouse and, all of a sudden it's a big deal because maybe you weren't listening. I can say I, maybe I wasn't listening, but maybe, maybe I was, and maybe I missed it. Can you talk to my husband? <laughs> and and now it's a big urgent deal that we have to get this done in a short period of time versus that having those intentional conversations that we always talk about and being like very, 
intentional about how we basically put our time together so that we're not always struggling with time. So that's, that's the kind of a Coles notes. That's going to be a very, that's very brief on what the chapter's overview is. Um, just because we think it's a big one. We all do it. We do it with life. We do it with our health. We do it with all sorts of things. And instead of just sitting down and actually evaluating and making a good little plan, plans never always work, but at least you have something to fall back on when the plan kind of goes awry. Yeah. So, and you're not in panic mode. So, yeah. And what I love, I loved about your first book, you guys were talking about how it made you better. Like you weren't necessarily doing all these things perfectly at the beginning, but then you're like, yeah, we better do this. And I totally relate. Cause when I'm writing a blog, I'm like, I'm talking to myself. Like I'm horrible <laughs> at this. Um, it's like, we often write the stuff we need to hear. So you guys have aced everything in your first book then you got it all down. Oh, I don't think you, I don't think you can, you, you can never say you ace everything. You said nothing was off the table. <laughs> nothing is off the table. No, you can't ace everything though. That, that would, that no. would be just lying to everybody, that would be right? Boring. And it would be boring. Yes. There's, there's definitely, you can always go back. Like even our SWOT analysis from the third chapter, you can go into that and you can yeah. like check out our SWOT and then you can fill out your own. And it's a, a SWOT analysis is like the most simplistic marketing tool, right? But to use it on yourself and actually like look at your own flaws and your own strengths and actually, cause that's, that's where you start to grow. And we could probably go back there and it would all, it would be similar, but different. It if that makes shift sense, a little there'd be bit. lots of shifts in, yeah. in the different aspects of that how was actually we run. One thing I was going to, Oh, sorry, Clint, lots of shifts in which, well, just in how we run our lives together and our business and our businesses now. And so would you guys say that having a business together makes your marriage better or worse? Way better. Mm, I love that. I would say it's better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any different. Yeah, that's true. We don't know any different. Right. And I grew up with folks. My parents have worked together since I, I, like, I don't remember them not because they're farmers. They worked on ranches their whole life. So that's just, that's normal. So I've never seen anything else. So I think for me, it's just like a natural progression, mm-hmm. right? And us and our relationship, we've never known any different. No. Well, I mean, we got together and we both knew we were running businesses, but when you're going different directions all the time, you're not communicating because I'm working over 16 there. hours over here and she's 16 hours over here. You come home, you see each other and then that's it. It's like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm, I'm beat or I have more work to do and I get home. So mm-hmm. now we're doing it together at the same time. So, and there's, there's always a goal. There's more of a goal in mind, right? Like there's a lifestyle and a goal and where we're trying to get to. So. And the business enables you to leverage so many things, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas being two sole proprietors, oh my gosh, like those chapters made me want to laugh, but also want to cry. Like how much <laughs> you guys were working. But then it was just like, I'm like, yes, this is it. Like, this is why everyone should have a business if they're brave enough committed enough. They do their research. There's so many caveats, but why I think so many people should have businesses instead of being a sole proprietor, because you can leverage so many things that you now have this machine running while you get to go to, is it Hawaii that you guys go to Maui? Well, well we, we were it, just there. Yeah. We were, we were just <laughs> yes. there about two weeks ago, but we, yeah. we just went yeah. down to Nashville actually this um, weekend. This weekend. For a, an, awesome. for a conference for Arate. So we're part of the group of like the Arate syndicate. So I don't know. People probably don't know. That sounds like a crime family. It could be. <laughs> it, it's really not, could, I know. it really could be depending <laughs> on who's operating though. it that day. 
<laughs> the ar- the Aria Syndicate? Arate. Arate. So it's, it means excellence in, in Greek. Oh, well, I'm not going to feel bad for not knowing that. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> I didn't but know it before did we joined before. it. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a business before. leadership conference. It was mostly on, on leadership. So like Robert Greene was there, awesome. the 48 Laws of Power author. Um, cool. He was a really interesting speaker. He was, was a very interesting speaker. So we're able to, well, yeah, we're able to leverage, you know, our people that are in place so that we can go and actually come back with really good information from people who are 10 times ahead of us. Cause like the leaders of the group are, I mean, they're worth a billion dollars almost each. So they've done some stuff awesome. that makes, makes sense obviously. And they've, they've done the right things. Absolutely. So we're able That's to, where you need to be able to yeah, learn absolutely. and grow and hopefully bring a little bit of it back. You can't implement everything because everyone's business is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just so much. And even like behind the camera there, there's like a probably over 2000 books and yeah, I've read them all, but it's like, and I've read yours and, you know, conferences and coaching and mentoring. And it's like, there's so much coming at you. I think a lot of people find it hard to pick, you know, and nobody that does personal development only does one author or one person. Right. So I love that. I love the group coaching thing. We've got a group coaching program that I love a lot because it's got like a lot of people in there that have, like you said, are way further ahead. Uh, but some of the people who maybe aren't at the financial thresholds that they're at have like marriage lessons for them, you know, like they have a way better relationship. So they'll share that with them. So yeah, I love the whole group coaching idea. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So are you guys going to create your own group coaching program for husbands and wives? That's (sighs) actually something that we haven't talked about. We are currently doing it um, individually um, through Community Futures here in Okotoks. Um, so we both right. have a men- mentees for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to us starting our own at this point, we that is not something that we have discussed. No, and we, we, this like, is our Kester, right? Like we, yeah. we're, we've each got our own. And actually, Robin, her, her mentees are, are a husband-wife yeah, team. Yeah, husband-wife team. And uh, so I think we're probably going to work together me and Robin anyway, like we'll yeah. probably have meetings with both of our mentees for the, cause we have to, so it's a vol, it's a, it's four hours a month that we volunteer our time and then more if they need it. Um, mm-hmm. and they get it for eight months plus it. part of their program. So wow. we'll probably, it, it is, it's a good trial run. I always like to do a test run on things just to see if we actually can provide enough value back to the people that we're actually, you know, they, they, I want to get some feedback on whether or not we're doing the right thing for them and they're getting the right information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Have you guys read the book Rocket Fuel? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Clint, you're the visionary and Robin's the integrator? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read your book. I wouldn't have said that about you if I didn't read your book. <laughs> well, we're, then you know us. <laughs> are we, we going to start making fun of the, the dueling squirrels or the dueling hamsters? <laughs> no, because I'm like right in the middle. And my like my whole role in several companies is supposed to be integrator because that's what I did for my whole career. Like I ran other people's companies and then I started coaching eight years ago or a little bit more. And, uh, I think, no, your book's a couple years old now, isn't it? Or a year, old? a year now, a year old. Yeah. It oh. came out November, 2021. Yeah. So, okay. So we're like within a year of each other of starting this company. Uh, I remember that when I was reading your book, but, um, yeah, I forgot the question. Sorry guys. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Say whatever you want. <laughs> I think so. I think there's a burden. I'm not even lying. I think that this is, you can't fake live podcasts. There was like a really loud sound above me 
and there's like this duct and it doesn't look like it's properly sealed and I'm pretty sure it was a bird like really loudly flapping and a little bit of screeching so if you see me just dive down all of a we'll sudden know why. just keep talking just keep <laughs> educating the people and everything will be fine well, well, welcome to two birds Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you planted it for the podcast. Oh, I'm killing you. I'm so scared of birds. Oh, gosh. Okay, sidebar. Yeah, I was like 10. My brothers were eight and six. And we were downstairs in a new house. And we didn't know what the fireplace string was. And we pulled it. And then a bunch of stuff came out of there. But mostly birds. And like a huge bird got on my head and it was clawing me and I was just running around this poor 10 year old screaming and then I ran into a wall and knocked myself out oh gosh that's <laughs> and then my dad had to <laughs> my dad had to come downstairs and like catch the bird with a blanket and stuff and I was just like what happened and then I'm just like ah, there's birds in our house so if it's a bird I'll be leaving so you two can finish with that yeah, sounds great <laughs> just click leave when you're done on, on the app um okay so what what do you want to make the most important takeaway of this podcast? Like what, if you're only going to get to teach all the business owners that ever hear this, watch this, read about it, uh, see the posts about it. If Steph was like going to take one sentence from you guys and put it in quotes and just put it everywhere. Sorry. Which she probably will. Um, what would be that thing? Like what's the most important lesson that you think you can give to business owners? And you can choose who are married in business or, yeah. or not. Because I mean, like, Look at Tim and I. He has a, a full-time job and he's a professional athlete and he owns half of everything. But I barely talk to him about the businesses, but I mean, he owns half of them. So I do feel like we're in business together, especially when I'm like, can you randomly run to Calgary and right back just for this one shoe? <laughs> but well, I know uh, what the, yeah, the so- takeaway is for me. Um, And I know what my biggest learning curve has been in the last eight years. And that boils down to the communication because for me, I've never been a very good communicator. So that was always the one thing that I had to focus a lot on. And that's one thing that I've struggled the most with. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is to um, really focus on the intentional communication and just knowing what you're trying to communicate and, and then ensuring whom you're communicating that to understands what you're trying to communicate. Okay. I love this. And I love that you're doing one each. Um, and if we could just talk about that for one second, right before the podcast, I said to Steph, I was like, are Robin and Clint good going live at five? She's like, I, yes. <laughs> I was like, are they? She's like, I don't, I didn't get that specific like <laughs> sentence from them. And uh, I said, it's okay. I'm surprised that any of us can communicate at all because we have like such different lenses and such different, like we grew up, we like I've been on this earth almost 40 years and I've seen a lot of different things than you guys have. And I've talked to different people than you have. And my husband and I think differently than other people, but then the two of us think differently from each other. So when you say something and especially in business with your team and with the younger staff, especially I find it can just come across wrong and you're trying to compliment someone and then they're, they walk away with some story. So we always try to over communicate, but it's, I don't know, what's your trick? How do you, how do you make that work? So you said it's been a big learning curve. Do you feel like it's something that you're 
like getting better at and you can offer some advice on? I'm definitely getting better at that. And one thing that we actually have done recently is um, we put our entire team through like a personality testing. Um, so oh, we yeah. just did an Enneagram day for everyone in our team just to kind of see where their their core beliefs sit so we can understand who they are and how they best respond to different types of thing and where they naturally go. So even just having that information for me has been a huge benefit. Um, do I wish we had done it initially with our very first staff eight years ago? Absolutely. Um, but here we are. We didn't know about it. Either we didn't know we about were, it. We were, well, I was 24 when we started the first company. Just, I knew everything, head down, work. <laughs> and it was just work, ego and work as hard as you could go and don't look up. That was Five years. Good self-awareness. Right? Five years of that. So, yeah, um, yeah we, we didn't know about it. But the Enneagram's no. been good. Like, if you guys are wanting to just even do one on yourself, just as a leader, to understand why you do the things you do. Like, mm -hmm. I can I can give you a little story. Like, I'm a number eight, they say. And the challenger. Yep. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I will, oh, I can, yeah, I will I, poke I you that too. and poke you and poke you until you get. But I'm doing it. Like, cause I want you to succeed, but you're just not doing it good enough. In my opinion, like that's just, that's just something I had to learn about myself. I already knew I did it, but just getting that little shot in the arm that this is kind of how you react to this situation allows you to just step back and be like, well, I've got a team member who's like a little bit more on the emotional spectrum and not on the mind spectrum. Cause I'm like very logical. I sit in that logical side of the, of the coin. So yeah, me too. they sit in the heart, they call it the heart triad. So if they're sitting in the heart and they, they, they're more emotional about decisions, it's, it's easier to communicate with them and just change the wording and how you present a topic or how you present that they're doing something wrong and how to correct it without being like, you know, you really suck at this and you should, you know what I mean? You, you can't just go out and be like, Hey, you suck. <laughs> you have to be a little bit more you know, correct with it and, um, have a little tact and, uh, it's been good for me the last couple of years. We've been really working on it. Yeah. We have. <laughs> have a little tact. <laughs> I think that's the quote. Just a little. That's going to be the cover of the podcast. <laughs> have a little tact. Clint Pitchin. <laughs> great quote. Great quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of get, I see, I, I sit, I seriously, as I was reading your book, I was like, I think I'm more like Rob. No, I'm more like Clint. No, I'm more like, and then I was like, oh yeah, I'm in the middle of the integrator visionary spectrum. Mindy forced me to do, like, I thought we were just going for dinner and planning. She's like, you're going to do the quiz today. And I was like, and she's like, cause I'm pretty sure you're a visionary. I was like, no, but yeah, I'm like right in the middle. So Interesting. I have to really discipline myself to use my calendar. I use my calendar, but it all, I'll be like, Hey Siri, can you please schedule an event at two o'clock? And she's like, there are 17 other events at two o'clock. Should I still schedule your event? I'm like, yes. <laughs> but so Mindy's like, if no, one at a time, like that's what you teach. And I'm like, I know, but, but I can so, do it all. <laughs> no, I can't. It just makes you feel bad. So, so I've been doing better with my calendar, but, um, I definitely experienced that. What Clint was talking about with, even with some clients sometimes, um, I feel like I'm a very kind person because I think kindly. I don't know if that came out right, but like I'm, I'm never thinking unkind or malicious or like, oh, I want to hurt this person's feelings. I'm thinking like, let's hit the goals. Like, let's be a team. Like, let's have fun. Like, let's be better. Or like, what can I do better? And so my direct 
style of conversation is often met with either like literally silence Mm -hmm. or I don't know. I can relate. So I've been really working on asking more questions, but even those can sometimes come across, you know, just too direct. And it, it annoys me that I have to like dial back the directness. Like what we're so Canadian. Like <laughs> It's like, why just beat around this bush for 30 minutes? And then I'll, did you figure out the question? Like, do, do you want to guess what I was trying to ask? You know, it's like, no, here's a goal. Here's how you're doing. What's the What's the barrier? And so I do have some staff that are like uh, in certain companies that are like, oh, it's you. (laughs) Okay. Give me the feedback. I could take it. Um, But you guys know I had a tough year personally, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, At my last KPI meeting, I was like, can I please not have feedback today? (laughs) And she's like, okay. (laughs) So yeah, usually I'm all about the feedback and all about communication. But yeah, I just, people think so differently. I don't know. They do. And even just acknowledging that people think differently is a massive starting point, I would think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like eye opening because you're looking at everybody and like we have a very diverse team from the, 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 the printout that we got and like what everybody's type is. So now we, we actually have him coming back in to do like a team one so we can go through how everybody kind of functions and ways of communicating. We actually have him come in for a four hour session with everybody. Um, but we have a pretty diverse team. We're only missing two numbers yeah. um, off the whole nine. So we're, we're actually, he said we're for what we do, we're a pretty diverse group. And I, I don't even know if maybe that was just like us being like, Hey, we need this kind of person in our lives. You know what I mean? Like you, we need, we got two helpers, two number twos. And they're yeah. like need a one foreman. in the front and one in the back. Yeah. Right. And we've got one really logical one. Who's like these, they're like the researcher. They know like, and I'm not a researcher. That's just not my style. Like I'm a, okay, really? I make a decision. Let's go. I'll research, but I just need the Coles notes and then I'll make a decision and let's go off yes. of all the information from the environment that I've got. And that's just, apparently that's number, that's my personality type. It's just, I like to, once a decision's made, I'm not rehashing it 14 times. I've done it. We're good. It. And Robin's laughing because she knows. I'm like, well, why are we talking about this again? Because she sometimes I need to re-talk about. Oh, let's have a funny story time for this one. This one's good. So this is for the couples. Is Robin leaving? Oh, I was no, like, I was back. just <laughs> laughing and trying to hide my blushing off screen. You're not. You're not. And I was gonna say, where's your sunburns? Clint, is your hat on like I'm, purposely because you're hiding your sunburn? I'm hiding guys- my white forehead. <laughs> Oh, please let us see. I told everyone this was going to be the no, best Nobody needs to see the farmer hair. Had. No. Like, it's, we it's both, not good. Both of us have horrible hair. <laughs> Robin, you look adorable always. Oh, you're the sweetest. But She's like, I know. <laughs> we do have a good story, though, for, for people. So All right, let's hear it. I don't like to reiterate points. Like, I have a rule. Like, I tell you once, I'll tell you twice. The third time, now, now you're starting to irritate me. I don't want to tell you three. You will tell twice? Twice is fine. Yeah. Because sometimes you might have misheard it or I just was indirect or I didn't, you know, I didn't communicate effectively. The third time, you're just not listening or choosing not to. So me and Robin have this thing and I'm the same way. But she will visit with me when she's asleep. I sleep talk. (laughs) We have no idea. I didn't realize this was a real thing. So she'll be sleeping. We'll have a whole conversation about something. And the next morning she'll ask me that question. And it like for the first year or two, I was just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) 
So now we just, I don't even try to have a conversation anymore at night. Forget it. No, we'll just Go wait. Sleep. <laughs> Shh. Just cover her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sleep walk. I found these pants. I lost these pants at a photo shoot. And they're my favorite pants. They're like silky. They're like high-waisted. They're from Guess. They're my favorite pants ever. And I somehow found them in my sleep. I thought it was a dream. But then the next day I was like, Tim, my pants are back. And everyone <laughs> knew about the missing pants. He's like, I know you woke me up to tell me. And I was like, what? Yeah, he's like, I found my pants. I found my pants. Oh, so you so, can relate. It's yeah, good. I can See, it relate. a lot. Yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> so, Clint, the whole tell you once, tell you twice, third time you're not listening um, I get that. And I feel like I learn really well by reading and writing. I have trouble, like if I listen to an audiobook, yet my husband will like t- take in everything from an audiobook, but he asks me to read texts to him. And like sometimes he'll text me too much texts or he'll just be like, like it's too much, you know, like he just really learns from listening and mm-hmm. doing, and I learn from reading and writing. And we never did the Enneagram, but we did like disc. We did, um, oh my gosh, the book's on my shelf, but I can't remember it now. It's like four quadrants. So you're like a three and a two or a mm-hmm. one and a four, but there's a lot of different personality tests. And the only thing I don't like about them is that I feel feel like people can change. Like I feel like once you take that, if you're like typed a certain way, do you guys agree that or disagree that once you see you're like what you're inclined to do are you empowered to change that if you want to or is that just like this is how I am and I'm not going to grow because I know you guys are big personal growth people I think that depends on the individual yeah I think for us it's just a lesson yeah it was like okay where we are where are we at at this moment well it's just a reality check when you when I say something to somebody and communicate it a certain way and they don't understand it it's a good reality check for me to be like okay Maybe I'm being either too direct or I'm not be like, I'm not getting the message across how they would receive it. So they understand what we're trying to accomplish. Right. So it's, it's just a reality check for mm-hmm. me. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I need to talk to this person a little bit differently than me and Robin have conversations. We even have different conversations on, on different topics and some are a little bit more heated and some are not. And like, some are like more chill, but it, again, it's all perspective on who, what, well, one, what the topic's going to be, two, who you're talking to, right? And three, how you're how actually feeling. Because mm-hmm. if you're feeling yeah. like if you're upset or you're emotional and you're having a conversation, nine times out of 10, you're saying things that you probably shouldn't say or wouldn't typically, or wouldn't typically say, right? So yeah. there, there's a lot of variance to, I think, be you, won't, you don't want to get typecasted, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was just no. a good, like, it's a good lesson being like, okay, I kind of sit here because they're not all true. No. Right. We all have different emotions and we feel things differently and we have different experiences that kind of puts us all over the place. That's just my. Did your team feel like it was accurate for them? Were they like, oh, yeah, I, I identify with this? Every single one of them. Yeah. I was going to say every oh, single awesome. one. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I've never heard that before with any test. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you picked a good one. Well, I, uh, so from what I understand, it's it's where your ego sits that you don't even know that you're doing it. So it's like just your sub, it's, it goes right into your subconscious. And that's the idea of the test. It tests where you're subconsciously doing it without even realizing it. So I think just realizing how you react to certain situations and how you communicate, it's just a big eye opener for everybody. 
and why yeah, certain things I, may I, cause like frustration or why they might may cause like other emotional responses. Even just knowing that, um, I think yeah. it's been very helpful for our team. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. That's the first time I've heard about a whole team doing a personality test that I was like, I think that was really productive. Cause a lot of times I have done that in different companies and not felt like I could pick one that I really love, but I haven't done that one. Okay. But, um, so communicating Robin for you, that was a big you one. said was the biggest sort of learning curve and, and this personality test helped you guys a lot. Like what else helped you? Honestly, practice and trial and error. At the end of the yeah. day, it's just the more the more times you have to practice and do something, the better you're going to get. So the 10,000 hours rule. <laughs> the 10,000 hours rule. Yeah. And even just like communicating with clients and then communicating with our team. And it's just learning what works for me and finding my own style of communication and also finding the team that responds well to my style of communication because I have a problem mm-hmm. of being a little direct as well. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So my personality type was the number three, so which was um, the competitive achiever. So hmm. my personality is 100% based on efficiencies. So I have a tendency to just want to make everything more efficient, even if it comes down to like the smallest little things where I can actually interrupt people while they're talking because I find it inefficient that they're taking too long to tell a story. So something as simple as that. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> I just interrupted you. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and I was a three, two on that other test I was telling you about. So I, if the threes have anything to do with each other. Interesting. So even just learning that has been very helpful. And it just boils back down to actually just circling it back to the process of doing the SWOT analysis for our book. I would say that that was like a huge turning point for me, just writing down and actually analyzing my own behavior of what actually are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and how can I work on that? That provided huge value for me. I love that part of the book. I've never seen anyone take a SWOT and do it on themselves. I was like, this is brilliant. If this is the only thing that couples get out of the book, this will change everything. Mm-hmm. Like couple, I don't want to generalize, but I, I'm going to. Even like me, somebody who's obsessed with personal development for the last 21 years, who takes courses on everything, who finally got Tim to come with me to courses on everything, like starting eight years ago, um, and listens to all the audiobooks, asks people like you guys all the questions. Um, I just sometimes don't feel like it gets across. Like I don't, and it's, I feel like I'm constantly trying to just be the best, be better, be everything for everyone. So Tim, my team, my clients, like Robin, you really nailed that one. But I have never done a SWOT analysis on myself and been like, admittedly, these are my weaknesses and opportunities. Like never would I do that. Like shove the ego out of the way for an afternoon and just be honest with yourself. And that was a huge turning point for me. Thank you so much for that. Just honestly for myself. I don't know if I'll get Tim to do it. Maybe I'll just do it for him and not tell him. But um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. But yeah, I'm going to do that for sure for myself. And I think my team will be very happy about that. Well, that's the thing. There's so many tools, right, out there. And we they're, yeah. they're niche tools. But why can't they be used for other mediums? Right? And I think that might be the visionary that in my brain where I'm just like, we need to like, it's sitting there. 
to analyze information. Well, that's all life really seems to come down to is it's how we analyze information. So let's sit down and analyze using different tools. And this one is, a, it's, a, it's so simple. It's such a simple tool. So for me, it was like, let's just analyze it at a more logical level and without any emotion tied to it. So I think that's the big one is like, if you take it. <laughs> How'd you do that? Sorry just, to interrupt you again. You're good. How did you do that with no emotion? <laughs> without, well, you know what you're good at, you know. Yeah. Right. You just don't want to tell yourself because you're like, oh, it's a negative thought. Well, is it negative or is it something that you can turn into a positive? So something we learned this weekend, which I thought was really, really well done. One of the speakers was a guy named Damon West. And uh, he has the um, he's the change change agent, he's called. And he talks about the three mediums of boiling water. So a carrot, an egg. So you go in hard and become soft. You go in soft and become harder. You go in as a coffee bean and you change the environment around you. So to me, that was like, wow. that was, that was big. That I, that was my big takeaway from that. that, from the weekend was mm-hmm. how do you wow. affect the environment around you versus becoming hardened to what way you behave or become too soft? That's awesome. I, 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 I think someone taught me a similar lesson, but it was not as powerful as that. That really hit me. They said, watch your emotional wake, you know, like a boat the wake that you leave behind you, because you can have a conversation, you can see smiling, whatever. But then as you walk away, uh, you're not seeing the face on the person that you just finished a conversation with. And I learned that one the hard way, like maybe 14 years ago, I was such a bad leader in the beginning, but this lady like lost it on me in front of a lot of people. And she was like heading up the stairs away from our meeting. And she just like screamed at me. She's like, I think she said something like you're so condescending and like you treat people like shit. And I was like, what? Like in my mind, I was like being so patient and kind with her because I was like, this chick needs to get her shit together. (laughs) It was crazy. But um, I was like, do you want to come down here in my office? And she was just like yelling. And then she came in and I was like, holy crap. So I always have that example in mind after I talk to my team because I'm kind of like, okay, like, are they leaving better than they came in? Or are they kind of leaving like, well, I didn't really say what I thought, you know, or like, she made me feel bad about myself, or I'm kind of trying to watch for my emotional wake. But the coffee bean thing? Oh, my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah, there was a yeah, that's great. It was a very powerful, like, speech that Mm -hmm. he put together. It was unreal. And he has a very interesting story. If you want to look up Damon West. Damon West? Mm -hmm. Spelt D-A-M-O-N? Yes. West? Yes. Okay. Awesome. I totally will. Um, Nashville you went to? Yes. In real life is back. Hey, I'm so excited. It was incredible. There was uh, 2,500 of us in for this conference. It was incredible to have that many entrepreneurs together. Oh yeah. I bet. Just everyone you sit by, you learn, learn from or Mm -hmm. get better. hundred percent. You guys hate or love Tony Robbins? Oh, I like Tony. Yeah. I like him. Okay. Awesome. Have you guys been to his stuff? Not yet, no. No? Oh, you got to go soon because I'm telling you he's going to quit soon. Like I keep – my mom and I went uh, probably like five years ago, I think. <laughs> She's like 61. She's like, woo, woo, woo. It's like three in the morning. She's like running across the hot coals and I'm like blacking out from fear. I was like, <laughs> mom. Literally, I think they threw me on there and I just ran across and somehow it worked and I didn't get burned. But um, then I went to his business mastery in Amsterdam with a friend. Uh, an entrepreneur as well. And 
just like, even though I've been, he was like the person that saved my life, you know, like as a teenager, like my mom gave me one of his books. Like I knew everything he was going to say at UPW, Unleash the Power Within because of his videos. Like I was like finishing his sentences, but there's just something so much more powerful about getting back together in real life Mm -hmm. and sitting next to somebody who is just being vulnerable with you and Gosh, I don't know. I just, I could cry just thinking about, first of all, the fact that we've connected and that we're, I'm calling us friends, your friends in my phone. Um, I don't label people. That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> I'm glad that we're friends. I'm glad that we're connected. Uh, and I, I just gravitate towards people like you guys because I'm constantly looking to be better and to be a better leader, especially not so I can have more money that's one of my things. Like, obviously I want more money to do more good in the world and to have nice things. That's not something I would deny, but I want people to be happy so bad. Like I want my staff to be so happy and my clients to be so happy. And so I'm constantly working on myself. And so that has developed, or maybe it's still something from childhood that I haven't gotten past, but like I have a pretty negative self-talk sometimes, you know? So what this whole SWAT thing, did you guys find that, or do you ever find that with all the personal development and all the tools and all the books that you could implement most, I don't think most guys have this problem, but a lot of females have shared my challenge with it. Do you ever feel like you're not good enough or you're not doing enough or constantly there's just so many things to do. And you're like, I can do 17 of these. Like, but then it's like, my, my husband's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not now. I'm not a good wife. You know, I use that to light my fire, though. Hmm. I use that to like to inspire me. And then I always like my trick, like my daily task list. I always do the five most difficult things first, and I use that voice to fuel the hardest things in my day. And then I have Hmm. this massive sense of achievement, and then everything else just kind of happily happens most days. (laughs) Did you read that from Tracy? Oh my gosh. She's like an OG personal development guy. No, I got that one from Andy Frisella, the power list. Okay. He talks about eat the frogs first. Oh, I'm going to have to read it. Mm Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of gross. I think everybody goes through that though, to be honest with you, like whether guys want to admit it or not, like you can check it as soon as you check your ego and you realize like you're not good at certain things, it's going to affect you. Right. If you stay in that though, and like, you're just like, you're like, oh, I'm not good enough at pre- presenting to a group of people. Well, you're probably not, but boo hoo. Did I do a bad job for you guys? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well played. Well played though. But you, you know what I mean? You, you have that like self, that negative self-talk that you're not going to do well. So. Well, and you won't. And a lot won't. of the times the voice in your head is a liar. Yeah. Well, it's just holding you back from your Mm -hmm. full potential at the end of the day. Right. So you can take all those, those negative thoughts and you just put them in a box and throw them away because you have to, you're going to have that fear no matter what, that you're going to be a failure. You're not going to, your family's going to be disappointed or your spouse is disappointed, but you get, I always, I love this saying, and I, I, this old guy told me this about seven years ago and it stuck with me. You get four quarters plus overtime. Okay. So 20, 20, 20, and 20. When you hit 80 years old, it's overtime. So you you get every quarter to execute at whatever you're trying to do. You get 20 year blocks. So I've just, that's what I've, I'm like, as soon as he told me that, I was like, it makes a lot of sense. You only hear once. 
and you have these quarters, break them down and do as much as you possibly can to impact whatever you want your life to be or the people around you in each of those four quarters. Wow. Right. There's, there's no, you can't start, like you could start, start your, your best quarter when you're 60, between 60 and 80, you could start your best quarter when you're 20 to 40. So to me, that one really, that you have four quarters plus overtime, right? And like, you only get one chance and you have a six, what is it? Six, Gary Vee always says it's like 600 trillion to one chance of being born. So if you're going to beat yourself up, you're never going to go anywhere. Yeah. I just said that today in a blog. It was like, I had those posters when I was a teenager. It was like, weakness or sweat is just weakness leaving your body and like pain makes you better. And like, I was just so hard on myself. And, uh, I drove myself to like a very low bar now, like looking at my life now, that was such a low bar, but at the time it was everything. And I grinded my way there through like self like just being like, you're not good enough. Try harder. Like that sort of mentality. And I was a terrible leader. It was not enjoyable. And like getting to it was not exciting. So I was like, oh, well now my goal is double. So I'll just go get that. So I always say there's a really like really, really thick ceiling on like being mean to yourself to achieve your goals. And once you kind of like let yourself off there, try to focus on your strengths and yeah, like just shut that voice up, you know, Mm -hmm. like, do you guys, what do you guys think about counseling? I didn't read a lot. I don't think I read about Um. that in your book. We haven't done. We've never we've done never, it. We've never done it. I'm sure. Like I've heard lots of good, like recommendations from people for premarital counseling, mm-hmm. um, through the different churches and like um, all sorts of different things like that. But it's not something we we ever did because like, I don't know. I just you we just we came into the need. relationship just knowing like it may work or it may not, but this is what we're both trying to do. So let's work on it to get there. Like, yeah. and it's that old school mentality too. Like you don't want to, you don't throw things away, you know, cause they're broken. Right. So that's a big one is like you fix You try and fix it as best you can. So I don't know. I like, we've never done we it. So no we don't, we really don't have that. any experience no. in it. No. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I read, in, I like, I read a lot of stuff in the book that made me wonder about that, but I think it's like anything there's great counselors and there's terrible counselors and a lot of people have experienced one or the other and Mm. so that's kind of their opinion but Mm -hmm. yeah okay amazing um i just want to hang out with you all night but we are over time so what is what is like the most important thing you want to leave the audience with everybody listening will be a business owner okay oh geez i you do yours i had to do mine i forgot i forgot what i had i had two good ones and then (laughs) we got into a conversation i'm like oh and there goes the squirrels talking again (laughs) that happens to me constantly yeah um the biggest takeaway, I guess, for from a couple's perspective, would be just be open and honest with what you're like, what you require in your That's life. That's a good one. Like these are what I need. It doesn't have to I happen right that. now, but these are things that like I need. Whether it's for like my success goals or my relationship goals or my family goals, whatever it is, just be open with that. Um, they're either good most times your partner is going to accept it and you can have a conversation about how you both can get to that level. I think that would be yeah. the big takeaway from that. Mm-hmm. And from a business perspective, I mean, don't give up. Everybody wants to like, as soon as you quit, there's like another big Robin took this big quote away, but it's like, you this just, one st- stuck. This for one me. stuck is, is mm-hmm. it. If you drained Lake Michigan, 
and you put one cup of water in every day and it doubled. So one to two cups and every day you, you got that. So then it's four cups and then it's eight cups and so forth. It would take 70 years to start seeing water in there. So your effort level, just, it grows and you get better and you're going to make mistakes. So don't quit because it gets hard. As soon as you quit, it's over. Well, and a lot of the progress goes unnoticed or not unnoticed, but like unseen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the corn underneath the ground Mm -hmm. before it comes out or whatever. Yeah. You're not stomping on the ground being like, come on, you know, get out here. I failed. You know, like it takes work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest, the biggest takeaway. And the big, the biggest lesson I, I got told by somebody and I finally figured it out. It only took me eight years was learn what you can do in 40 hours and then condense that into eight. So what can you do? Okay. I can do this amount of work in 80 hours. Now, how do I make that happen in my business in eight hours? So how do I condense 40 hours into eight? Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you, you it took mix, a while to figure that out. For 80, for that but that comes down to your people and your processes and your implementation. Leverage, 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 mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So then why would you say that your recommendations are really important? Like, I'm going to tell people to watch and listen to this because you two are interesting and kind and successful. And I think you're awesome. And I would love for people to be able to follow you guys. And I will ask you to give us all your handles and stuff. But a lot of people from this podcast will reach out to guests and like buy product or join their coaching group or whoever I have on, they'll reach out to them because of one thing that people say. And it's always the one consistent part is that last question that I ask is like, why is that important right now? So what you've shared, your top, your top things, like your communication and Clinton, both of your points, which those were huge. And thank you. And Robin, I totally also just, you know, I have to sleep till 9am. Like I was so embarrassed to tell people that in the first 10 years of my career, I'm like, I can't go to these freaking breakfast clubs at 5 30 a.m. I'm sorry. Like, I don't fall asleep till two because I'm thinking about work. Like, and that's fair. And I can't work opposite. before. Yeah. I, ha- I love so, to go like, to bed at nine. I'm identical to you. I'll, yeah. I'll work till midnight, two in the morning. And then you want me to, I'm a diesel. You want me to start? <laughs> Come on now. It's cold outside. <laughs> My husband just got a diesel. So I can't. No, just kidding. I know what that means. <laughs> um, but seriously, so the lessons you guys shared, like, don't quit. Um, and the other three and so much else, but why do you think, especially don't quit? Why do you think that this message or the other messages that you shared are important for business owners to hear right now? Cause there's a, so much negativity in the world and so much negative self-talk that is like right in your face on your phone that if you're not trying to find positive spins and ways to be better and get away from that, and spread a better message to the world and to like even your little, your community that you're in and trying to make people better, then you're going to get drugged down into things that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And I would just add to that to, uh, for all the entrepreneurs and everyone out there that they're not alone. Like we're all going through this. And sometimes entrepreneurship can be very lonely because you feel like you're the only one. And there's this mountain of tasks that you always have to take on, but you're not the only one because we're all going through. I like to say the blood, sweat, tears, and bullshit every single day. So it's just, it's nice to have a community of people going through the same stuff as you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so for people who don't have that, where can they follow you guys? Um, our website is businesslifeofhusbandandwife.ca and then also on Instagram at businesslifeofhusbandandwife and then on Twitter at the biz life couple. couple. And then if you want to take a look at our two bird stuff, it's twobirdsfurniture.ca. Oh, guys, I really recommend taking a look at that, by the way. And I never let anyone sell anything on my podcast, but I'm honestly, my whole staff is like, when are we going to have Robin and Clint? Like (laughs) ever since you got on our email list somehow, I don't know when it was when we reconnected, but they're like, have you looked at this website? I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) But yeah, the girls are going to be very excited for this. They're probably actually watching it at home right now, which is technically work and they're not supposed to work after hours. So, Hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Okay, guys. So thank you so much. There was, I usually sum up the lessons, but I feel like there were so many that I can't. And I would just embarrass myself trying <laughs> to remember them all. So we'll just type a nice summary up underneath and Wonderful. Uh, put it with a post. But there's um, one more thing I always ask for at the end. And I think that Robin probably read the agenda. Clint may have. I, I, I skimmed it. I'm a real good skimmer. I'm like, um, can we call Jenny? Because she read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, you can't. So quick tip. And and you guys don't need to rehearse or practice or get ready for anything. We all we all know that. Like we just wanted to get on and be authentic, right? But the like people love so they listen to all this, right? And they're like, Oh, I gotta change my life. I gotta be better. I gotta personal development. They're like they hear all these things, they're like, it's so much. I'll just drink a beer and watch Seinfeld. I don't know. My husband's been watching that lately. (laughs) No, we're very high achievers. But seriously, sometimes you got to shut off. Mm -hmm. But so I really love to be able to tell the audience at the end of a podcast, like, okay, you learned a lot today. And if you could only take one thing from, from our guests and you had like one quick tip, quick tip means like actionable in your business, apply it tomorrow and start to see results. I got mine. It could be anything. Um, Mine would be that power list. Do the five hard things first and the rest of the day will be a breeze. That's my key to winning every day. I love that. Actionable things, eh? There's there's so many. Can you do mine? You're killing me here. Give me one. (laughs) Easy one. You could have already told us. Honestly, and I'll I'll I can't even it's it's not even my idea, but I love the concept and I didn't even bring it up. Um and it's from Ed Milet. Um, I've been following him by the way. Thank you. And I got his book. Yeah. Thank you. He's great. Um, the book is amazing. I haven't read it yet. I read yours first. So hopefully that's (laughs) a huge compliment, but I'll read his next. But his actionable thing is always to do. I can't even remember now. I just blank Kelly. 10% more. Um, what he likes to do is with all of the people in his life, his staff, all that kind of stuff. He likes to go up to people and say, let me tell you about you. Because at the end of the day, people will remember how you made them feel, not particularly what you said to them. So he does it all the time, every single day with his daughter, every single, well, with both children. And then he likes to, every single one of his staff is, let me tell you about you. And he just lists off all these amazing things about them. Okay, good. I was like, tell me they're good things. Yeah, all the good things. Yeah, Yeah, just to promote that positivity. Because- he leaves the people feeling incredible about themselves. And that's something you can do with everybody. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And if they're in a bad mood, you just smile at them and say like, you know what? You're an awesome, awesome person. And you've done so well like today. Like, good job. And you just even give them a fist bump. 
it's like the littlest thing. Um, I think that's actionable that you can take to your team and just make them feel like they're welcomed and wanted and appreciated what they're doing within your organization. Absolutely. I, I adore that. I have a partner in one of my businesses who is that for everyone and they love him. They literally are like, can I meet with Ryan instead? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) but he's a visionary so good luck (laughs) anyways guys thank you so much for being here is there anything else you want to share like places people should go or anything you want people to remember um honestly go go read all the books all like so we've talked about andy frisella ed milet tony robbins um robert green the rocket fuel rocket fuel go grab those books you know wickman yeah, we've talked about quite a few. Go grab the books. Even if you want to grab ours, great. That's awesome. Um, and you can take some stuff. What I want you to do is read it and just take one thing. Yeah. One thing away from each one and implement those. Don't try and take yeah. all of it. Just take one thing, implement it. That's all you need to do. Just one task, one thing that you think that you is going to benefit what you're trying to do. Don't try to do it all. Good advice. Really good advice. The Slight Edge is a book about that. If anybody else wants another book to read, <laughs> but just one incremental change, you know, it's like totally changes your, where you're going to end up in 10 years. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much. I love you more every time I see you. And I really appreciate you taking this time out of your really busy lives to help our listeners. And uh, I hope people follow you because uh, we're following you and we're really excited every day just to see what you guys are up to. Thank you so much Thanks for having for us on. Being, thank you so really much. really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for being those people that are making such a positive difference in the world and in your community. I get to see both lucky me, but uh, I don't think you really know what you do for others. So thank you guys so much. And uh, on behalf of the audience as well, thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Okay. So thank you guys so much. And uh, on behalf of the audience as well, thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Okay.